Welcome friend. I'm Stephanie, your host here on 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm super excited. I am joined by another Catholic podcaster, Olivia, and she hosts Heart Home Faith. That's Heart Home Faith. That is her podcast and it's incredible. Please go check it out. Do yourself a favor. She's just an amazing mama and podcaster and I'm so glad she's here today. We are talking about deepening your faith, mama friend. She gives us very simple, practical advice and really just encouragement, just the encouragement that God is really speaking to you, that we can really hear from him, that we can believe that God is sharing his love and his life with you, friend, with you. God is with us. You know, reflecting on the incarnation, God is with us, Emmanuel. God is accessible to us. There is so, so much goodness in this episode, and I know it's going to lift you up, give you a boost today, encourage you in your faith walk, which is what this life is all about. Am I right? So grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea some lemon water, your preferred beverage, settle in and enjoy this lovely conversation with my friend Olivia from Heart Home Faith. Hey, Olivia, I'm happy to have you here on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on, a fellow Catholic mama Who's exactly. also a podcaster. So and pregnant. <laughs> I know, and pregnant. We're like due at the same time. It's kind of incredible, you guys. And her podcast, you need to check it out. So if you like my podcast, you're going to love hers. It's called Heart Home Faith. And I'm just so honored that you're joining us. Can you start with sharing about kind of what life looks like right now? You're pregnant like me. We're both due around April. Um, and then... Can you share about like your family and and all of that? And then also the mission behind your podcast, Heart Home Faith. Sure. Okay. Well, first of all, I absolutely love to talk about my mission. So I'll start with my family. But um, I (laughs) have three daughters and I'm expecting my fourth child, April 1st. And this one is a boy. So that's really exciting. Um, I had to ask some of my friends like, hey, what do I need to expect when I give birth to a boy? And like I had to ask questions like <laughs> about like diapering and things like that, which oh, I know yes. from working in daycares and things, but it was just, it was pretty funny. They have this little mom's group where we were chatting about the differences between boys and girls and, and having baby boys and baby girls and the sort of uh, decisions you have to make that sort of stuff. But um, anyway, so I'm, you know, a, making a boy nursery for the first time ever. Uh, we just made moved when we found out we were pregnant with our fourth we realized that our old house just wasn't really gonna fit all of us long term um and so I had had some issues with postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression um when we've moved after having babies before which we've actually moved a lot after having babies um Mm. so we decided to move earlier so we could kind of settle in. So my house is an absolute disaster. It's driving me crazy. I'm overwhelmed <laughs> by it, but it's okay I understand. because Ugh. we have, we finally have the, the space and the room mm. and just, you know, the layout 
that really is going to work for our family long term. So I just keep telling myself do a little bit at a time. Um, but yes. yeah, most most days I'm totally overwhelmed by how much I've because like I'm the sort of person who wants to have it all be perfect and I have to keep reminding myself it's never going to be perfect before the baby comes. You just have to take a deep breath um, and, you know, just yes. do what you can focus on, you know, okay, I'm going to make, you know, the nursery a comforting, calm place and I'm not going to worry about the basement type thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. those are my current yes. struggles. Um, and then the other thing is that I have been a working outside the home mom for the past three and a half years. And I just made the decision to step back from that. So I am adjusting to being a stay at home mom again. Um, when I first started my mother in journey, I was a stay at home mom. I was really, really isolated and really, really unhappy. Um, and so that's actually, this actually ties into my mission of my podcast, Heart Home Faith. Um, that particular feeling of isolation and unhappiness in my motherhood. And I also had this really big reversion to the Catholic faith around the time my first daughter was born. And I just didn't feel like I had anyone that was really a truly authentically Catholic friend. And I just wanted to have like somebody who I could listen to who could say like, Hey, I'm Catholic. My life isn't perfect, but it's real. It's messy. And here's, you know, some tips, some tricks, but not like a self-help necessarily thing. Um, but just, you know, somebody to listen to someone to hear ideas from somebody to help me connect with other Catholic ideas. Um, and Mm -hmm. so I'm now navigating back into being a stay at home mom with three little ones and expecting Mm -hmm. a fourth. And it's, it's, pretty chaotic actually but it's you know it's really it. beautiful and <laughs> I feel really called to continue with the podcast um, my job was actually working for my church I worked at my parish and I helped to implement and plan religious education for the young kids so from preschool through first grade um, and I loved it I was so so sad when I discerned that God was asking me to step back and focus on this particular journey of family life right now because I never thought I'd want that after feeling so isolated as a stay-at-home mom before but I mean he makes all things new and he can change everything so I'm really excited for this experience of being home with the girls and soon to be son um, full-time and just kind of seeing where God takes me and how he lets me grow. That's beautiful and you know you're the one who actually reminded me I need to choose a word of the year because we were messaging on Instagram about it. And you're like, oh, this is from Blessed Is She. And so actually, um, I'm sure I'll share it more on social media and on the podcast more, but I chose the word fiat. And as you're talking, it just reminds me so much of that word, like thy Mm -hmm. will be done. And so you know, I just applaud you for listening to God's voice and discerning that you needed to stay home because it is a hard decision and it is really hard and isolating, especially with COVID, depending on where you Mm -hmm. live, you know, there's a lot of restrictions. We're in California where the restrictions are really intense. And so I'm in Michigan, so we've had a lot of the same. Yes. Okay. So you're on the same page. Yeah. So it's very... It's very difficult Um, Mm -hmm. and it is isolating, but when God's calling you to something and to say yes, like 
it's just so beautiful. So anyway, I wanted to share that and just say that you're totally living out. (laughs) You're totally living out your fiat. And we're each called to, you're welcome, discern our own, right? And discern where is God calling us to right this very minute? And I know a lot of our listeners or other moms who are discerning, you know, what is God calling me to in this new year? Um, This is a big question, but I'm hoping we can talk about encouraging any mom listening with how she can really enter into a deeper relationship with God and really focus on her faith right here, right now, like in this new year, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of uncertainty, I don't know you know, the, whoever's listening, I don't know what your circumstance is, but we all have things that are hard or out of control, are out of our control, like a messy house that kids you know, make a mess. <laughs> I think we all do. Oh, yeah. yep. um, <laughs> it could be as serious as a job loss or a loss of a loved one. You know, there are so many things, but as we begin this new year, I think it's just such a perfect time to reflect on, okay, where are we at in our faith walk and how can we grow? you know, grow in our relationship with, with the Lord. So, you know, however you want to answer that, what would you say to that mom listening? Okay. Well, the first thing that I want to say is that God is speaking to you and like anything, it takes practice to get to know how he's talking to you and what he's saying. And that can be really frustrating, especially if we have like busy mom life. And Mm -hmm. so my encouragement is to really believe that God is sharing his heart with you. And he doesn't just like, he doesn't just create us and say, off you go. No, he's with us every step of the way. I was praying and I was thinking like the whole incarnation of Jesus being born, taking on human flesh, he you know, the Old Testament is all about God slowly revealing himself to us. And then in the New Testament, all of a sudden, we're given this incredible access to him. I mean, can you like, seriously, just reflect on the incarnation of the fact that Jesus became man. And he'll be like, whoa. Uh, But, you know, he took on human flesh for us, for us. He wants to be that accessible to us. He wants to walk with us and he does. And so that's, I think the biggest encouragement that I can give to a lovely mama who's listening right now is that you might feel like God is a million miles away. There is craziness in the world. It might be one of those years where maybe you didn't get to have the Christmas experience that you've always gotten to have. Um, We're recording this right after Christmas. So I think this will be released a little later, but you know, maybe there's been a bunch of traditions that you haven't been able to do and you just feel so sad about it. But you have to know that God is here. He is with us, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. And so absolutely the biggest encouragement that I can, that I can share with you is that God is accessible to you and all you have to do. And I know this sounds a little cliche, but I don't care. All you have to do is ask 
And mm-hmm. whatever you ask in faith, he will give it to you. My personal testimony is absolutely a story of that. It's very lengthy. You can check it out on my podcast if you want to. Um, but it's, you know, I asked God to show me something and he did. And so if you are feeling like, what is it that God's asking me to do? Or if you're debating a question or trying to understand something more or just asking God for help, really, really ask him and, you know, don't put up your, your blinders or your facades with him. He already knows all of you. And so being authentically true as you just come before him and say, Hey, you know, I'm weak. I am falling down. I am yelling at my kids 10 times a day. I, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever the thing that you're struggling with that maybe makes you feel unworthy is like, God's still there for you. And so come to him and yet coming to him is an act of humility. But when you come to him humbly and you ask him to help you do whatever you need to do in your faith, not only is that an act of great faith that will be rewarded, you can be assured that he's just going to pour out blessings upon blessings upon blessings on you. So I think that's the most encouraging thing I can say, given that I don't know everybody's situation, um, but definitely, I mean, and how, how do we have access to God? Well, we have access to him through prayer. So obviously prayer is how we're going to be talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. But um, that's, I guess, yeah, that's, that's my answer. I hope that was thorough. I love that. Yeah. I like that you mentioned humility because mm-hmm. I think that's a big one that that is hard letting your walls down and being honest with God in prayer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find that journaling, like writing things down is a little bit less scary than just sitting there in silence with God. Sometimes Mm -hmm. writing it out on paper because I love to write it, you know, that kind of goes back to God is speaking to you in a certain way. And actually I've noticed that he likes to speak to me when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes that act of writing, it like distracts you from how vulnerable you're being and it kind Mm -hmm. of gets your walls to come down. So that's just kind of a practical tip I would say, but I like that you, that you mentioned humility because we do have to let go of our walls and those facades and like pretending as if we have it all together because none of us do and we each struggle, you know, Absolutely. it has been, you know, a tough nine months, I guess it's been <laughs> right? an entire pregnancy, right? <laughs> yes, I know. And, and each of us are still pregnant and it's like, then the waiting continues, you know, mm-hmm. when is everything going to go back to normal? Right. We're all asking that question. Um, so things feel kind of overwhelming and uncertain at times. And there have been clear blessings in my life, you know, throughout those nine months, like I'm not Mm -hmm. discounting that, but it has also been hard. So I'm wondering, you know, for someone listening that says, yeah, life has been so hard. I don't, I don't even know how to pray. Like, I don't even know how to hope in Jesus. Like, what do I do? Is there like a life changing practice that you have experienced or something that you want to share with the listeners to kind of get them started? Like if someone's feeling maybe a little stuck and and doesn't even know what step one would be. Sure. Well, can I just address one? You said you kind of like took two questions and put them into one. I like condensation, but um, hope Hope is such an important word. And I just think that sometimes people get confused with what hope in Christ is. 
And so like hope in Christ doesn't mean that, you know, bad things are never going to happen. Hope in Christ doesn't mean that we are never going to experience pain, suffering, and sorrow, right? Like Jesus experienced excruciating agony on the cross and he literally died for us. And so like, yeah, we know there's going to be sorrow in our life, but we also like the hope isn't in this world. The hope is about heaven. The hope is about living with him always. And that's a hope that we get to experience a foretaste of here on earth. And so if you feel hopeless, because there are situations that feel hopeless, then you are forgetting that Jesus wants to be right with you. And he is right with you in that moment. And I know that, you know, from personal experience, we've had a devastating cancer diagnosis. I've lost children, a miscarriage. I have lived really, really, really hard things in my family and in my life. And I'm not trying to discount the fact that those things are hard. But what I've learned through those things is that Jesus is with us all the time, even if we can't see him. And so having a hope that whatever he is putting on our on our plates, whatever is happening in our lives, even if there's no good to be found in it, knowing that in heaven, there will be good in it, that when we meet him in heaven, there will be good in these experiences. We'll see our growth. We'll see our, you know, the way our prayer life transformed. We will see the transformation, but we won't understand right now um, why exactly we're going through this. And so you know, just remember that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And so there are going to be situations where we don't feel like Jesus is with us, but he is. Um, And that's just a beautiful gift that he gives us, that he's with us right now and that we can trust in him. So that's why, you know, faith, hope, and love go together is because they're all so intertwined. And so if you even have the slightest belief that Jesus is Lord, then you have hope in him. Um, So I don't think anybody who's truly Christian can ever really be hopeless. But the the life-changing... Thank you. The life-changing practice that I want to share is... um, So we're both Catholic, and I believe you do a lot of, like, ecumenical chatting with Christian women and uh, sharing, you know, I'm assuming you have quite a few Christian listeners who aren't necessarily Catholic... Uh, So one of the things that I just want to share for those people who maybe have a misconception that Catholics don't appreciate the scripture is that I love scripture. (laughs) It is so beautiful. And so um, let's see, in the summer of 2019, I was taking a class and we had to memorize um, all the books of the Bible in order with a scripture verse that pertained to each book. And I wow. feel like memorizing scripture verses intentionally has totally changed my life. And it 100% adds peace to your heart, to your home. It makes all the little mundane things so much easier if you just have this scripture verse that just like flies to mind um, as you're doing things. So a couple of mine are like Hebrews 412, um, which is the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. I um, mean, it, it goes on, but that one's a beautiful one for when I'm studying scripture. Um, and then, you know, there's another one, I think it's Sirach 2, 
five through seven. Um, and that one is so good for when it's when you're experiencing a tough time. And that one's as gold is tested in the fire, um, you know, and it, it goes on. I can't remember the whole verse right now. But <laughs> these are the little snippets of scripture that come to mind and that just, you know, the word of God just permeates. And so as I am, you know, disciplining the child for not listening to me, I have that because gold is tested in fire comes to me. Yes. And it's very, it's very peaceful. It reminds me I'm not alone. And of course, you know, the reason that I love memorizing scripture verses is of course, is I kind of said with Hebrews 4.12, it's living and effective. It's, mm-hmm. it's there, it's there for us and it's alive. And it's, you know, what, do, what do living things do? Well, they transform form. And so the, the scripture of God, all of it is meant to transform us, to draw us closer to him. And it really does cultivate peace in your home, in your heart, in every aspect of your life. And it's amazing to me how like much scripture I hear at mass that I've memorized. Um, so it's kind of funny because a lot of the verses that I memorize when we go to mass, I hear them like at least twice a month, I hear a verse I memorized from that class and I'm so grateful for that class. So memorizing scripture, just committing verses that speak to your heart, to you, um, to your memory. So you can call on them is just such a gift. That's such a good, that's such a good practice. I, um, interviewed this company, um, the one of the co-founders dwell so natalie she is from dwell she and her sister vera created this company and it's all about memorizing scripture and you write down you could even do it without like being a monthly subscriber they have Mm -hmm. these temporary tattoos but what you could even do and i've done this you write down to help yourself memorize the scripture you write down the first letter of each word okay on on like your hand or somewhere on your body uh-huh and then you look at it and it reminds you of that verse and so anyway i just think it's so genius and it was so fun to hear about their story of starting their company and just their mission behind scripture memorization and i i love that you brought that up too because i think it is a life changing practice for everybody but especially for moms because mm-hmm. you don't always have that time that you'd want in scripture and right that way when you're in a hard mom moment you can just memorize it call it to mind have it in your memory i also had another guest who said put um bible verses on sticky notes like in your cabinets you know where you get your kids <laughs> snacks a million times a day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another good reminder i love that you talked about scripture because i think there is a misconception that um catholics don't care about their bible but that's not true at all i love my bible too and i think this new generation of moms is like even more in love with their bible like it's just this new wave of Mm -hmm. young catholics who are on fire for god and excited about his word and Absolutely. So anyway, I love that you said that. And I know you talked about that with the recent guest on your podcast. Yes, with new, Meg. Meg. Yeah. One of those is just like the these awesome Catholic women that are that are just showing people, hey, we love our Bible. Hey, you know, we're on fire for Jesus. We love him. And so, yeah, and I love that we can all 
talk about that. All Christians, it, it can unite all of us, you know, Absolutely. in our love of Jesus, our love of the word. So thank you for sharing that. That's so good, Olivia. And oh, if someone wonderful. wants to, yeah, if someone wants to talk to you after this, hear your podcast, you know, get to know you a little more. It was such a joy having you on. Where should they go to connect with you? Okay. Well, the first thing is I have a Facebook page, but I have to be honest. I find Facebook noisy and loud and overwhelming. So I have (laughs) a Facebook page, but I don't check it. And then the other thing I do, however, simply, I just spend way too much time on Instagram and I've had so much fun connecting with other women on Instagram. Um, And so you can find me at heart home faith on Instagram. And then as far as listening to the podcast, um, Heart Home Faith. I am on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I, a handful of others. Um, I post my links to Heart Home Faith when I release a new episode. I just post the link in my bio. Um, but you can definitely, you know, as you click the link, you can go back and see other episodes as well um, on the platform there through Anchor. So those are just some ways you can get in touch, but I'm pretty receptive to my DMs on Instagram. I would love to hear from people who listen and have people share with others. Um, Let's see, I started in May, so I'm still growing. So anybody who wants to take a listen and share, um, I've got some fun episodes. I've got some episodes with my kids where I talk about how I Uh, you know, teach the faith to them at home, as well as, you know, some more serious guest interviews. And I've got some super awesome content that's coming up this month. And so I'm really excited to uh, share that throughout this season. So please follow me along there. Thank you, Olivia. I love your podcast. And I'm so, yeah, I'm so grateful you came on 500 Seconds to Joy. And you just really are a joy. And so I love talking with you. Thank you again for being here. And um, I know we're going to be continuing to talk because you become my new virtual friend. (laughs) I know. It's perfect. I love this virtual friendship. It's so much less isolating now. Thanks to like Catholic or Christian Instagram. And just there, there's so many more ways to connect now than there were eight years ago. So I'm grateful for that. Me too. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Olivia. Okay, absolutely. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.